Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. I recently uh, was reading a story about a father and son who were driving along the road, and the father was coming down pretty hard on the teenager for not measuring up to the father's expectations. And after a few choice words, the father said, frankly, I'm just ashamed of you. You still don't have a job. When George Washington was your age, he was working hard as a surveyor in the wilderness. Well, the young man, who obviously had no self-esteem issues, quickly fired right back. Well, put it in those terms, Dad. I'm ashamed of you, too. When Washington was your age, he was president of the United States. (laughs) I'm sure they were both ashamed after that conversation. (laughs) All families have areas, stories, or family members that we are a bit ashamed of. Things we rather forget, rather not talk about. And God forbid, bring it up at a family dinner, especially with the extended family. I know in my life, one of the things I regret the most, one of the things I'm most ashamed of, is how during my teenage years I treated my parents. The things I said and the things that I did to the people that brought me into this world and loved me no matter what, through it all, I wish I could take those things back, but you can't. So, in our reading from the gospel this morning from St. Mark, what jumped out to me was this last verse that we read. If anyone is ashamed of me, And my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And there's that word again, ashamed. This time, Jesus is using it. What do we make of this verse? To be ashamed can be a sense of embarrassment or perhaps guilt over one's associations or one's actions. It can also be a reluctance to do something because of the potential humiliation, a, a fear of what might come. And when Jesus uses the word here, I think it has to do with a reluctance to be associated with Jesus and his words, which might be a bit puzzling. Because who would ever be ashamed of Jesus? Was he not the prophet and teacher who went around saying to love God and to love your neighbor? To do good to the others, to treat people with kindness? Why would anyone ever be ashamed of Jesus? I mean, who goes around saying that they are so ashamed because they treated people with kindness? Or who says, I'm ashamed because I served people from a good heart, right? Well, if our understanding of Jesus is just a moral teacher, then we will be confused by a lot of things that he says. Jesus is way more than a teacher of morals, helping us to be kind and accepting in this world. Jesus was and is God in the flesh. And he had a mission, a mission to die for our sins. And this mission was a huge part of his life. 
If we look at our gospel reading again, the first verse that we heard reads this way. It says, he then began to teach them that the son of man, that's referring to himself, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priest and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. And it says he spoke plainly about this. Can you imagine? You're hanging out with this with this man who called you to follow him, you're mesmerized by this person, and then he begins to talk about how he's going to have to suffer and to die, and he talked very plainly about it. Well, Peter was having none of it. He took Jesus aside and rebuked this kind of talk. What are you, what are you doing? You can't talk like this. And Jesus only confirmed what he was saying. And then, and then he calls a large crowd around him. And with the disciples and, and the crowd, he proclaimed, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Now, we can understand this cross as like a metaphor to not be selfish or something like that. But that's not what it was then. The Roman soldiers daily crucified people and left them hanging on crosses in very public places in order to make an example of what it means to defy the Roman emperor, especially in a difficult place like the province of Israel. It was gruesome, ugly, and violent. And the idea of one denying themselves and taking up their cross to follow Jesus was very visual, not just some metaphor. And in that sense, the words of Jesus to not be ashamed of him ring much clearer. Jesus' life was about his death. Episcopal priest and wonderful author and preacher Fleming Rutledge wrote this, the life of Jesus is single-mindedly directed toward his self-offering. It was all about his mission. Likewise, John Donne, the English poet and Anglican cleric from many years ago, wrote, all of Jesus' life was a continual passion. So when Jesus talks about being ashamed of him and his words, it's not about some kind of gentle, lovable Messiah. It's about being ashamed of the cross of Jesus Christ, the ultimate self giving sacrifice, the moment where Jesus took our place to overcome our sin and our death. As St. Paul put it in our second reading from the book of Romans, Jesus was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. Jesus expects us to not be ashamed of his death. In fact, he intends for us to follow him in his death and resist the powers of this world and to proclaim the power of the cross to the world. And he qualifies this shame, saying, those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. In other words, ashamed of Jesus in light of the society we live in. Well, let's, let's, let's pull back the curtains a little bit here and ask some questions. Are we ashamed of Jesus and his words when it comes to our politics, our patriotism, 
perhaps even our nationalism? Let's take it further. How do we glorify Jesus in our spending habits, our entertainment habits? What about Jesus and his words in the cultural idol of consumerism? What about in the overreaching cultural identity of human sexuality? Are we ashamed of how the cross of Jesus speaks to these cultural pressures? But it's not just these large cultural phenomenon. How about in our daily life? The nitty gritty of our daily walk. What do our daily prayer habits and Bible readings say about how our relationship with Jesus is? Are we ashamed of Jesus and his cross in relation to the struggles we have in our lives, our families, our workplace, our social events? What does it mean to pick up the cross in relation to how we treat other people, the drifters, the people who make us feel uncomfortable? How do we lift up the cross in our infirmities and in our own sickness and our suffering? What about when people treat us with uncaring attitudes and actions. Mother Teresa wrote, often we ask Christ to allow us to share in his sufferings, but when someone is indifferent to us, we forget that then is precisely the moment to share Christ's attitude. To be ashamed of Jesus is a heavy message. Nevertheless, these are the words of Jesus in our holy scriptures. But thanks be to God. There is mercy and grace to help us through. As we prayed in our opening colic this morning, O oh God, whose glory it is always to have mercy. Be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word, Jesus Christ, your Son. The grace of God meets us in our weakness and in our failings and even in our shame. His mercy is new every morning and his offer of forgiveness is always on the table even if we've gone to that table a million times. Jesus loves you all the same. And his grace is sufficient. And this mercy and grace is evident in the glory of Christ, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. As our bishop, Gregory Brewer, tweeted out this last week, the largest message of Lent, even above our work of repentance, is to glory in the cross of Christ which takes us both to adoration and repentance. May we in this season of Lent 
become even more understanding of the cross of our Lord Jesus. So may we come to Jesus today, leaving our shame at the foot of the cross, repenting and receiving forgiveness. May we glory in the cross of Christ and continue to walk in his mercy. And in this world, may we pick up our cross, denying ourselves, and proclaim the gracious cross of Jesus Christ without fear and certainly without shame. So that on that day when Christ returns with the holy angels, he will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.